Welcome to Talking Art Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. You've dropped in on our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. And today's episode is entitled The Passing. Now, Greg and I have been friends for a long time, and I feel a little inferior to him at the moment because he's sitting there on Zoom with a very uh, mature and cool-looking hat on, and I am not wearing a hat. Now, mature, yes, it's it's like a fedora. I've never had a fedora before. This is a a uh, uh, kind of a weaved fedora for the beach. Um, my lovely wife just sat, um, got it for me when we were out shopping and uh and um i always wear baseball caps so this is a new look for me um you know so in preparation for vacation so uh yeah i think i think i'm gonna look pretty good you know what actually josette thinks i look good and really that's my only that's my only audience <laughs> that i'm aiming for so so i feel pretty good you look awesome man you look awesome thanks thanks so uh, just to carry on, we've both been managers for a long time. We've both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development. In every episode, we're going to discuss a situation where we and others have missed the mark. We will start at the perspective of an employee and move on from there. We're going to discuss how we have observed others successfully manage these situations, and we're always going to have an underlying theme of a good discussion. And I think that's going to take place today as well. Yeah, I agree. Uh, this is a tough one, you know, that we're going to talk about. And, uh, and again, like everything else, it's amplified in, uh, in COVID and in the return, the reentry process. So, yeah, definitely. So let's set this up. One of your fellow employees experiences a loss and you experience some or all of the following. There is very little direction from the managers around the issue. Anything decided seems awkward. It seems like just the regular person ends up dealing with the issue. There is no direction on how to deal with the person when they come back to work. You feel that you want to fix the situation and you don't know what to do. So, Greg, how does this affect our relationships and the work environment? Well, you know, the first thing that bubbles up for me is this is, this is not easy. I mean, no matter how gifted you are as a manager, as a human being, this is a tricky situation. And, and, and everybody deals with things differently. Um, however, uh, when you don't care or when you don't demonstrate any framework for care, um, it again distances you uh, from everyone. It, it creates a, a, an awkwardness that disrupts uh, and and definitely does not help people be connected to you and your organization. And listen, these days, that's such an important aspect. So disconnection, um, lack of uh, care, um, you know, you, you wanna be in a place, you wanna work for a place that that really is thoughtful about these kinds of things. So really can disrupt trust, as we've always talked about, disintegrate relationships, as we've always talked about, and understanding. Again, I started out this by saying, this is tough. You never know what to do. And we're not raised, you know, in North America, for sure. We don't, we don't know how to deal with this kind of stuff. Actually, interest, strangely enough, I think people are learning to deal with more from a COVID perspective, having to participate virtually in... Um, 
different funeral services and that type of thing. People are actually strengthening a little bit in awareness and being able to show up. But when it's in person, boy, and as we ran through it, it can be tough. Yeah, uh, I've had a lot of experience with this as an employee and uh, with other employees that have suffered a loss and as a manager when some of the people reporting to me have experienced a loss. And one thing uh, I learned the hard way is that they need to be in charge. It's not about me fixing things or fixing them or kind of writing the script on how this takes place. There's a lot of communications involved. I've seen this handled so well. And then I've seen it handled very badly where like nobody says anything right and uh, I think as we go through this, uh, our experience, the two of us in, in dealing with situations like this will come through, plus all the people that we've benefited from in our past. But this is something that uh, I think is very difficult, but can be dealt with very simply, just with a, a couple suggestions. But, uh, you know, in the end, it's all about uh, making this pe person feel comfortable and everybody else feeling comfortable to a certain extent, but uh, this is something that's important because especially, uh, you know, Greg and, and, and I are of a certain age and uh, I don't say this with jest, but I, I've been on the funeral circuit for about three years. So a lot of the people I grew up with, their parents are passing away and, uh, you know, going, dealing with uh, people passing has been something that's uh, unfortunately very routine for me over the last three, almost four years. But it's so important to mark these occasions and, and help people deal with them in the way that they need us to deal with it. So uh, I'm looking forward to this conversation. I think it's going to be a good one. Yeah, and you've also had loss over the past year as well, uh, that you've experienced it directly. So not only as a leader, learning from others, helping to support others, you, you yourself have actually experienced some loss. I, too, have over the last four or five years you know, have, have experienced these things and, and it's hard. Yeah. And I think, you know, in my personal experience, I don't think I was actually working when my, when my mom passed away or my uncle passed away last fall, but, uh, there's a few things people did, uh, which I think will come out in our discussion, which, which really I appreciated and it wasn't anything complicated. It was like, listen, Elster, I'm really sorry, whatever you need, whatever I can do to help out. I want you to feel comfortable and come in and talk to me about it. And uh, that's all I needed. I didn't want to get boxed into something. I didn't want to get into a long discussion. I'll have the discussions that I need to have when I need to have them. And I just think that approach uh, for somebody like me, for sure, is something I found very, very helpful. Well, you know what? As we're talking about this, I completely forgot that in my last, one of my, one of my last roles, um, in a period of, two months, no, two, sorry, a period of, of about nine months, I had two people who I love deeply die. One collapsed in my arms and the other was my best friend since I was 13, saw him kind of just wither away. And then my wife got completely ill. So add into the passing um, illness in, in dealing with illness in the family. Unfortunately, my wife was better. Um, but the, re the, the response of my boss was that, why aren't you cheery like you usually are? You know, why, you know, and, and I, it was a, it was a, it, it, and it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily, I think it was a, just a, a, um, a lack of awareness of really what was going on. Partly that was me not being honest with what was happening in my life, maybe. So I, I get there's all sides to it. But um, I think this is where, and as we talk about some common sense things, is really being aware of 
well, what is happening? Actually noticing your people. Because again, I don't think there was any bad intent in that, in that leader's perspective. However, it felt horrible. And I wanted to get out um, because I didn't feel cared for. And actually, I was angry when those comments came out. So, you know, it's interesting, the, the what's up when you ask me, and then you just brought it up, it kind of all these things bubbled up. So this also says that it lasts, right? So those pain, that, that lack of support, lack of care bubbles down. And, you know, again, partly it was me, I get it, but um, how important it is to follow these simple common sense things that I can't wait to walk through just to help us in those things. And to help us the best that we can. It's a crappy situation, right? And yeah. we're not always going to do the right thing, but we should certainly show the right intent in whatever we do and say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So what are some common sense things as a manager to help deal with this situation? Support the employee fully according to their wishes. Yeah. I really love that one. You said that a bit earlier. And I would just add one to the front end, which is what I just said is be present and aware of what's going on with your people uh, because often they won't share with you. But let's assume that now it's at the point where they've shared um, that, that they need to deal with this. Um, I love this first point because often many of us have become successful managers historically because we get stuff done and we take care of stuff. Uh, but in the new world of leadership, and it never was this case with this topic, it's not about you. It's about the person that's going through and what do they need. And I think this is such a powerful first point is support the employee fully according to their wishes. It's gotta be to start with, how can I help support you through this? You know, what do you need for me to do? Here's what we normally have done in these situations. So I, I think this is such an important aspect, especially for the type A's in the crowd and the folks that just get uh, are good at and get rewarded for getting things done. And the first three points kind of go together. So I'm going to give kind of disjointed suggestions as we go along until kind of the big picture appears. And when somebody comes back to work or they're getting ready to come back to work and maybe you're having a telephone conversation with them, I'm, I, what I learned from a bunch of very wise people was, listen, come back when you're ready. Uh, we will work out what we need to work out in terms of you integrating back and, you know, maybe you need some extra time to help uh, the other parent or whatever it is. Maybe it's a loss of a child, whatever. We will work out with you to make sure that you're okay. And so when they come back, you have a nice conversation, not across the desk. Maybe you go for a coffee. Uh, maybe, you know, if you have a big enough office and I don't think, I think I've only ever had a big enough office once, you know, you sit around the little coffee table in your office and just say, listen, uh, whatever you need, uh, you don't have to come in here and tell me what you need. If you need to send me a text or an email or just leave me a voicemail, I want you to be able to communicate the way that you feel comfortable at that moment. Because sometimes people don't want to come in and talk to you face to face after you've had this initial conversation. Whatever works for them is what the, is the way it needs to be worked. And I've seen some just really wonderful leaders deal with this so well and just able to swoop in and swoop out really nicely without being awkward or putting the person in a corner or having, you know, that differential and rank play a role in it. And I, I just think, you know, 
listen to what they want. And, uh, you know, especially for the first little while, that's got to be the the name of the game. And, you know, you said something really interesting, um, you know, give them the space. So sometimes you do need to give them the space, allow them to mourn, allow them to deal with that home, whatever it is. Sometimes people want to work. And again, whatever you think is right, just what you think, you need to find out what is right for this person. And that might be, listen, I want to continue working and I need this afternoon off. And that's how they deal with it. Now, I would still say be aware, be present and understand because sometimes we think that's the excuse. That's not excuse. That's the avenue to deal with it. And we all know through grief uh, uh, counseling and those kinds of things that you got to go through it. You got to get into it. Um, So just be aware and sensitive. But sometimes folks want to work and that's okay. And if you think, well, this is wrong, you know, you should be doing that. Well, it's not wrong. It's, it's what's right for them. It's not about us. It's not about us. You're right. Uh, But even in good intentions, we think it's about them, but it's about us. (laughs) Well, I think that's going to be one of the underlying themes in in this episode is it's about them. It's not about you. Mm -hmm. And relate the information that you're allowed to, one of the things that I saw people say and ask and inquire and, and which I've tried to mimic is, uh, Greg, you know, really sorry for you. Uh, we've had the discussion about, you know, how we can work this out and support you. Um, what should I say to other people? What do you feel comfortable if somebody asks me something or, uh, do you just want to have conversations with people, whatever you want to do, but if I need to say something to somebody, what do you feel comfortable me sharing with them? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, putting them in the driver's seat, but also providing some guidance and frameworks for them to uh, be able to investigate what they want to do and articulate what they want to say. So sometimes it is about asking good questions that they may not have thought about, uh, but still allowing them to lead. And one of the things where you get to be a manager in this situation is that maybe they say, just uh, just say this, this very simple thing. Okay. And then if people want to inquire more, because lots of people, you know, in the best of intentions want to fix the person, fix the situation, all that stuff. That's when you as a manager get to say, listen, it's in hand. This is the situation. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And then you, maybe you have to shut somebody down and it often it's the best of intentions, right? And somebody just wants to go and, and, and just fix them and hug them. And, and maybe the person doesn't feel comfortable with any of that stuff. So, um, you know, when you share the information, uh, as you get to be a manager in this situation and those people that are a little over enthusiastic or overly interested, you, you get to shut them down. Yeah. You know what? And it's interesting because I think, um, uh, at least in the last number of, uh, podcasts that we had, we had this really important aspect about knowing your people. Um, and that helps so much, uh, knowing your people. And, uh, and I think in this situation, it is so much more helpful because if you know that Alistair is a very private person and quiet and is, he keeps his family and works really separate and that type of thing, and he doesn't, you will already directionally have a sense of what Alistair uh, might want. But even in that situation, ask good questions, let them lead, and be open. And recognize the event according to the employee's wishes. And this often starts uh, when you're notified that 
the person uh, has lost somebody and they're not going to be in at work. Uh, and it may go on a little bit, but uh, you kind of hit the nail right on the head there. Some people are very private and this is something that them and their family are going to deal with. They don't need any other kind of recognition. And I've been in offices and, and squad rooms and stuff forever. And there's, you know, everybody right away wants to make a collection and donate to something or whatever. And this is where you get the opportunity to say to the employee, you know, as part of them dealing with the process, you know, from the moment it happens to the moment that they kind of come back to work, would there be an appropriate way for us to uh, mark this occasion? Is there a charity if people want to donate money? Could we send some flowers? Um, you know, do you need meals? Whatever. I mean, I'm not sure how, what everybody's workplace is like. But it, it's a great opportunity to ask them if there is an appropriate way that uh, their friends and colleagues at work who are dying to do something, and I, I apologize for the pun, but really, really want to do something because they feel uh, helpless. And, and so it's a great conversation to have. Yeah, you know what? Uh, and there are great options that are available now. Uh, some of the other day was talking about how they... Um, got one of those food services like HelloFresh or Good Food or one of those things, and they pooled their money and basically provided meals uh, to send to someone's house for two weeks to help them kind of get through that that dip period. So, you know, it used to be the made stuff. Well, we're in COVID. It's completely different now. You probably don't do that as much where you and some of us can't. We're, uh, we're unable to uh, well, I can cook, but when I, uh, you know, I'm not sure if I want to give it away to anyone, although I'm getting better uh, anyways. Uh, but there are lots of options. But again, letting letting them lead, you know, how best do we support you? And we touched on this already, but, you know, when uh, if the situation is a little bit more serious and it's going to affect when they work and how they work, uh, support them and ask them if they need, uh, you know, referrals, accommodations. You know, you can sense in the conversation that perhaps maybe there's a little bit more of an issue. They have more concerns and maybe they need, you know, they want to work from home for three days a week or whatever. And, and you just kind of work through that process, whatever the policies are in the organization that you have. But you are, as the manager, you're their advocate for this. And if they need something or something would just make their life a little easier during that critical period, then it's kind of down to you to inquire about that and make it happen for them. Yeah. And, you know, find out what your organization has. Most organizations have some kind of employee assistance program, some kind of health and wellness program that has all kinds of different tools and techniques and expertise to help you manage through this. So if you're not really sure um go there if you don't have that in your organization then there are a number of uh funded programs like grieving uh organi organizations that really deal with loss and grief that there's so much online now that can give you some additional process and the tools to be able to facilitate that return because the return can be really really challenging and uh we don't need to intervene in people's lives most of the time. And as a manager, there's times when you do have to intervene in a situation if there's an unsafe workplace or somebody's obviously ill. But, uh, and I'm kind of trying to address the, I got to fix something. And we, all of us like to fix stuff and we love to fix people. But uh, unless there's a huge concern about health and something in the workplace, maybe there's a safety issue, then that's really not on the table. You know, in every situation, if there's a health issue or 
a, a safety issue within the workplace, then of course we have to do stuff. But we need to resist uh, the, our need to fix people and fix situations. We're here to support people and, and support them as they go on in their journey. Yeah, and that's where things like EAP and all those type of things, you know, providing them with um, access to and direction as to where they can get the support is totally important to do. Uh, forcing them to do it is not not the right thing to do. Stepping in and doing it for them unless they request it is not the right thing to do. But definitely providing avenues to the opportunities because, man, when you're going through loss, you're spinning and I don't know what to do. And I do want some guidance, some direction, some expertise. Um, so offering it, um, providing access to it are all great things that you can do to help, but then you gotta let it go. And just let it go, but still be present with what you're seeing and what you're hearing and you know, make your decisions from there. Exactly. And encourage the fellow employees just to get on with things and they should support the employee as they ask, you know, say hi, you know, say, listen, if you need anything here to help out and just, uh, encourage them to use that quiet type of support. Yeah. You know what I, I, and again, it's not about you. It's about them. And the best thing that people can do is often, uh, acknowledge, um, uh, be empathetic, you know, or say they're sorry, um, and, and provide, uh, um, an avenue for support if they need. If you need anything and they're committed to do it and they can, just let me know. And But again, leave it up to that person. So as employees, there are a couple of things that we can do to assist. I think we're going to step on a couple of things we've already said, but it doesn't hurt to uh, underline them. Um, if there is an activity, um, jump on like card, flowers, visitation, whatever is appropriate and whatever you know people decide to do. And hopefully there's been some input from the person affected. But uh, realize that you want to do something and it's just a natural thing, especially if you, you know, you know, this person, you've worked with them a long time, you might be friends and stuff like that. So when that activity comes up, then you should jump on it because you're going to want to do something. So jump on, sign the card, put some money in, whatever it is, make a donation, whatever it ends up being, if anything, then just jump on. Yeah, show up within the means that you have. And realize that you cannot fix everything. And we've mentioned this probably three or four times already. There's this uh, just need in us to fix people and situations. And in this situation, you can't do it. All you can be is supportive. Yeah. And I, you know, we've talked before about this tool that I use called the Enneagram. And in that one, there's a couple of folks that are just innately motivated to support the needs of others. Uh, there are two on the Enneagram. The considered helper is one of them. And my daughter's one, and it's it's like they're just innately. It's almost like it comes out of them that they 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 need to do it. And those folks especially need to um, need to not necessarily dive in. But they're all of us. Those that are more action oriented get stuff done. Uh, has nothing to do with the enneagram. Although some some enneagram types are more of that, you know. So just know who you are and how you show up, and recognize that it's not your job. Your job is to be present. Your job is to definitely be empathetic. And your job is um, if you can and the person asks to respond in a way to best support them. Cool. And when the person returns to work, just welcome them back and tell them to reach out if they need anything. 
Sometimes a simple conversation like that is what that person needs. It isn't about what you need in the conversation. It's about what they need out of that conversation. Yeah, exactly. And the person may need space. And guess what? That's what they should get. If maybe they just want to put their head down and maybe they just work eight hours and they just go, go, go. Maybe that's what they need. But you've already approached them once and said, listen, whatever you need help with, uh, just reach out. Yeah. And you know, if you're really worried, if you know someone really well and you're really worried about a really a sh big shift and change, uh, or you're, you know, just a conversation is weird and you're scared or something like that, get help. Um, uh, you know, again, if the organization has EAP, talk to your manager, whatever that is, because sometimes we go the other way and we say, no, we just want to give them so much space. But if you really have a gut instinct that there's something that you're really worried about, get some guidance, get some support. And, and then, then we can bring quote professionals or people who really know how to do this to have a session with the individual. And that may be exactly what they need. So don't, don't, uh, don't dive in, don't try to fix it. But if you get a sense and you're worried, access the proper resource to be able to support the person. You might've read it wrong and that's okay, but you may have read it right. And, and having someone from EAP or, or what a support come in might be just exactly what they need. So it's that fine balance. And I like that reaching out because there might already be something in, in, in the works. There might already be a discussion going on. There might already be support going on. And that's one of the things, you know, you know, we always want to fix something. We always want to dive in. But sometimes we have to just step back for a second and have a conversation with somebody else because something else might already be going on. And last thing you want to do is mess that up. Yeah, that's a really great point. Really great point. Because often we don't know what's going on behind the scenes because again, it's confidential. The person's asked for it. And, you know, but but still, that's even better. Just ask. And then someone might say, thanks, Alistair, for bringing that up. Um, we are aware of that. And there is support that is being put into place. It's all you need to know. And then you as a friend can know that uh, you've, you've, you've put forward your best. And um, uh, But some of these things are missed. So that's why step in and uh, there might be things happening, but there might not. So, And if you, uh, if the person does reach out and ask you for help, maybe it's just with work stuff or whatever, then enter into the, the situation gently to support them. Mm. Yeah, you know, that's interesting because this is going to sound bad, but uh, you know, um, we all experience loss in different ways. And I have been in situations where individuals have lost someone that maybe in the context of my family, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. But in the context of their family, it is a really big deal. So I remember one situation where an individual lost an, uh, an aunt or an uncle, I'm trying to remember which one. And they, they asked for extended time off and, uh, and they were really shook up. And there are a number of people that said, it's an uncle, come on. You know, we, you know come on, I got work to do. Um, what they didn't know was the aunt and uncle had raised this person and what they didn't know that the, the significant impact, and it doesn't really matter how, with the story anyways, what matters is to be empathetic and supportive. And then if you're frustrated again, um, you know, over time, find a way to one, let go of it and, or, or, um, express your concerns if it's over time, if your load, as an example, say my workload has gone way over because it's extended beyond weeks and I'm continuing to do it. 
if you don't be upset about the individual, be upset with the resulting situation and express concerns around that, if that is the case. So, um, but, but uh, um, just, you, you just never know. This is the first point really around uh, my relationship, my experience is different from your experience, your relationships. I like that last example, you know, like, listen, Greg, uh, I understand Jane's been off for a while. She had a really bad loss and I, I just feel for her. The work is piling up and we're going to need some support to, so that we can hit our targets and stuff like that. So if we could talk about, um, you know, getting some help to get this work done, I would appreciate it. So you're not complaining about the person cause you don't know what the person's going through. You know, you have, you're not living the horror that they're living, but now, you know, there's, because you're one person down, the work's piling up. And so now I come to you as my manager to express a concern about the work, not about the person with the loss, because that would just be making a value judgment on them, on their experience. And that's a terrible thing to do, but to say, listen, you know, we need some help doing this work. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And only get involved to the level that you feel comfortable this is something I learned through volunteering in various things, uh, some of them quite serious, that you have to know what your limitations and your skill levels are. And if you feel uncomfortable in a situation, you have the obligation to step out of that situation and, and you know, make sure, you know, just relay that to somebody. But uh, it is so important in these types of situations that you feel comfortable with, with what you're being asked to support a person with. And that's different for everybody. Everybody has different skills, experiences. And uh, it's one of the things that I heard in kind of a, a care course for volunteers is that at a certain point, if you're beyond what you're capable of, you need to step back. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. I think it's a great it's a great point. And, you know, sometimes people become the person people go to. And uh, that can be overwhelming too. Those same twos that I talked about are really good at supporting and helping people through those processes. And therefore they become the designated helper through these period of time. So, you know, as a manager, just be aware of that, you know, cause sometimes you go to the same people to help support through these situations as well. Know yourself, know when you, you know, you, you gotta say no. But as a manager, watch out to make sure you're not going to those same folks all the time to help support in these challenging uh, situations. And th this is so uh, important because, you know, I was went to school for social work, worked in a group home and did some other related type of activities. Uh, it is not uncommon to see, you know, professionals, social workers burn out because they do too much, mm. because they take on too much. And that's the same uh, story with volunteers. And even the people that have all the skill sets and all the experience to get these things done, even they reach a point where they have given too much. So there's nothing wrong with, uh, you know, if you've been uh, found yourself in a situation and it's just too much, maybe you're dealing with a situation in your private life as well. And this is just, you know, setting off things. There's nothing wrong with pulling back and, and, and allowing somebody else to step in and help that person. Agree, one hundred percent. So, uh, Greg, wrap up. Yeah, I would say three things. First of all, is you know the power of knowing your people and being present is number one because before the passing, there's often struggle, and and uh, being aware, uh, being uh, showing care, 
and just being supportive up to the point of that 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 happening. And normally, many situations, there's lots going on ahead of time. Um, so first of all, that's really important, I think. Secondly, you said it uh, so clearly. It's not about me. It's about them. And so how do you first seek to understand what's needed and going forward? Um, and thirdly, I would say is that that uh, don't try to do it by yourself. There's lots of resources, lots of uh, um, uh, information and support, uh, both in dealing with yourself as well as helping to support others in the in this situation and or leading others through this kind of situation. So those are the three things that jump up. This is such a such a tricky situation, but how you show up in these tricky situations is going to really um, echo through the organizations of, of what kind of leader you are, what kind of organization this is. And uh just from my experience, both being in that position and having dealt with that position, there are times when the person will open up and it's probably not in the situation to the person that you think it will. It just happens. People are like that. All of a sudden they'll be in a situation or somebody will, uh, will say something and perhaps they just feel that they need to say something and, and just start dealing with what they're feeling. And, you know, the oddest assortment of people could find themselves drawn into a conversation. It might not be that person that you would expect. It might not be the best friend that's at work. It might be somebody else. And that's just the way it plays out. So just to, you know, reiterate, it's not about you. The conversation, if one happens, could be with somebody else. And you're going, well, I'm their best friend. But that's just the way it is. Grief comes out at different times, in different ways. And that's just the way it happens. And if, you know, you happen to be the person that they're talking to and they go, listen, I'm just having a crappy day here and uh, uh, I've got to write up this thing. And and you go, listen, go get a coffee. Give me that. I'll look after it for you. No problem. And you never know when it's going to pop up. And that's just the way that grief works. It doesn't, it doesn't uh, have a schedule and it doesn't have a preferred method. It just comes out. So this is one of those situations. It is tricky. But if you know the person and you're just sensitive to the situation and, uh, you know, if a conversation comes up, if a request for assistance comes up, you know, it, it might be in a very inopportune time and just do what you can to support the people. And I, I as somebody, and, you know, you've, you know, you've been in this situation as well. There's times, it's the oddest time, I just need to talk to somebody right now, just a little bit, you know, something, whatever, or I, I just need help with something right now. It's just going to happen. And I think, you know, if we're open to the situation and, uh, you know, we just help them the best we can and it doesn't have to be perfect. It never has to be perfect. Thank goodness, because it never will be perfect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Agree a hundred percent. So, um, listen, if you're working for a company and you're going through something or somebody, you know, uh, at your company or organization is going through something, always reach out whether it's, um, I call it EFAP, Employee Family Assistance Program, or EAP, whatever it's called. Uh, make sure you know where those resources are. And if you're struggling with something, if you've come back with loss and and you're dealing with it, then by all means, uh, my exposure to those those organizations, uh, those services within organizations has generally been very good. And uh, if you are talking to somebody and they need help and they're asking you, you know, where they go, make sure you look all this stuff up and point people in the right direction. But uh, this is one of those situations where if you don't know what those things are now, and all of a sudden you find yourself in an organ in a situation where you kind of need to know that, it's a little awkward then to work that out. So 
I think it's always good, Greg, to know what resources are available in your company, that if you need it, then it's, you know what, uh, hang on, I'm just going to call up the page right here. Here's the number. Here's the people we call. You know, do you want to call them? Do you want me to make the call for you? It's always good to be prepared in these types of situations just to know what they are. Yeah, and I'd highly encourage, you know, we're learning lots more these days around mental health and the importance of getting the right support. And, you know, but there's still a stigma there that I don't need help in going forward. I'll tell you, I've used EAP in a number of organizations that I've been at and counseling at different times in my life and my career. And it has been so helpful to have someone who really has expertise in this space. So uh, if you need it, uh, be brave, go and ask for it. And um, uh, you will you will find it helpful. You will definitely learn something and you'll be more equipped to understand and work through the challenging times that you're going through. And I'd like to say to the managers out there, you should already know what these mm -hmm. services available are. And if you don't, then you should probably do that as soon as possible because it's gonna, it may often fall on you to respond to these types of things or know what to do in these situations. So I'm pretty sure most managers do, but certainly uh, if you don't, or maybe you're a little, you know, oh, hey, it's been a while, I'm not 100% sure what's going on now, maybe it's time to look up those things and make sure you know what to do. Yeah, you know, now with as we're coming on into re-entry and all those type of things, what a perfect time to bring in EAP or whatever you call it, to talk about change, to talk about uh, services that are aware to support people as they're going through all of these different things. You know, do that now, be proactive, bring those conversations if you're a manager, uh, because it will equip people and it'll make it more, uh, quote, normal. This is really what we do and everyone should have access to and, 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 uh, and approach it. So I agree, great, great call out. All right. Um, listen, we hope that some of what we have spoken about you find helpful. We hope that we didn't uh, say anything that you find to be offensive or made you really angry. But Greg, your philosophy, again, I think it's perfect for this situation. Yeah, you know what? Uh, at the end of each of our podcasts, I talk about a gift that one of my first coaches gave me. And that was when I would go and visit with her, uh, I would leave with uh, a bit of joy you know, learning that I am doing some things well and I am moving in the right direction and a little peeve or a little bit of crunchiness uh, that uh, um, I was not doing what I need to do or I uh, had opportunities to grow something further. And this topic probably is one that you probably felt a little bit of both because it's, it's, it's a crunchy topic to begin with and, and, and it's not easy to step into or step back from, depending on how your personality type is. So uh, we hope that you, uh, in this session, you had a little bit of joy and a little bit of churn. Key with both of those is to learn from them and grow from them and to continue to impact the world around. Oh, I love that philosophy. So uh, remember, people matter. Take the time with the people you work with. They're an important part of your job, your success, or your failure. Talk to you next time. Take care.